0: All right, welcome. This is The Thinking Tree, a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm Adam Sanchez. And I'm Jeff No. And today we are discussing parenting in the early years and some reflections on that foundational season of parenting. All right, we are back with another special guest. Mm Mm-hmm. The lovely Tanya, no, joining us again. It has been awesome having you on oh. all these parenting episodes. Especially, we're gonna have to find other reasons to invite you back <laughs> on other episodes. Okay, yes, it's so please. much more fun. Okay. yeah. And no offense, Jeff, but Tanya's smiling face—it's just more enjoyable. <laughs> I I get to see you every Sunday preaching and all that, but it's great to have Tanya. Sitting I can't around. argue
1: with that.
2: You can't argue. I, I like being here too. It's fun.
0: Now we we're gonna close out the parenting series tonight. Uh, And and what we wanted to emphasize this evening is that commitment to learning that all parents should have, not just the kids learning, but parents learning as well. And in those early years, it's also pivotal. It's not just learning when you're all done parenting, but learning while we're going. We recognize no parent is perfect. And no matter how hard a parent tries, all parents would do well to seek to learn and to grow and particularly in the early years. So mm-hmm. that's what we want to emphasize tonight. Mm-hmm. So questions tonight are gonna to be focused on asking you guys how you learned and how you grew when your kids were really little. And that's how we're gonna wrap up the the time of the early years and a little uh little forward looking to to our our audience. God willing Later on, maybe next season, we will take on parenting in a different season of life. Mm. Maybe parenting in the school years. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we'll have to talk about parenting in the teen years. Oh, uh. And then we might have to talk about parenting in the young adult years and when you're a grandparent, all the things. <laughs> God willing, we'll take on each of those and, and we'll have you guys here along the way uh, to walk through that. But right now we're gonna wrap up those early years. So let's start with this question. Can you share a moment when you either realized you got something wrong as a parent, or that you recognize you need to change your perspective. Wait, weren't we perfect?
2: <laughs> yeah, you were, honey. <laughs> but he's looking at me, and I definitely was not. Um, and this is a hard, a hard one, because when I was thinking about it, I was like, wow, there's so many times when I realized, mm. wow, I've got this wrong. You know, we're all sinners, and we come into parenting with our Baggage and our our wrong perceptions of things. And so we make a lot of mistakes. And um, one of the ones that's probably the most significant for me was I remember um, poignantly that there was a time where um, I just was not reacting well to my children's sin. Um, I would get the worst pit in my stomach when I would see my kid disobey or be rude, or unkind, or when a nursery worker would say, do you know what your kid did today? Or when the teacher would say, I had to pull," you know, getting called in to see the parent, you know, parent-teacher conference. Uh Yeah, those were some bad times. And I had the worst feeling in my stomach. It was just awful. My kid blew it. My kid sinned. My kid was awful. My kid, whatever. Um, And I was mortified um, and I obviously went home and dealt with the sin with my child but i had to really take a hard look at my heart and where was my that feeling coming from for me um and truly i wasn't being grieved over their sin i was more upset how that reflected mm. on me i felt like their sin pointed out a failure on my part and I felt responsible for that and I felt like it was an extension of me and I, I would never do that. I would never be unkind like that. And so when they did that, it 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 burdened me for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I realized... I didn't realize it then, but I look back on it now and I was just really struggling with moralism. I wanted my yeah. kids to do the right thing. And of course we all want our kids to do the right thing. But when they don't, do the right thing, which is going to be frequently. Um, how do we respond to that, and are we responding to it in a godly way, with a heavenly mindset and a Christ-like mindset, or are we just going, oh, "I'm embarrassed of how this looks to me"? So it was a very, um, it was a big failure for my in my life, and I would say I still struggle with it. Um, it wraps pride. It it wraps. People pleasing, it wraps um, moralism, it wraps so many things up. And nothing's quite as sanctifying as your kids. Mm. And, you know, what they're putting on display is what you've put into them somewhat, but it's yeah. also their sin nature. Um, and so we are, I had to come to that place of understanding and believing that I'm ultimately not responsible for the long term result of what my teaching and parenting goes into my kid and what they regurgitate out. Um, they stand before the Lord responsible for that. But as a parent, it when especially when they're little, you are just clinging to everything that they do and say. And so it just really, really was a hard lesson for me. And I would say I never got fully over that. I don't would say I've never fully gotten victory over that. I have adult children and I still want to go, Ugh, oh, that's not what I would do. <laughs> uh, do you want my input, honey? You know, <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, you know, It's just really hard sometimes to see our kids do things differently than we do, have different yeah. convictions, act differently, live their lives. Of course, we want them to love the Lord and, and be Christians. And that's first and foremost. But beyond that, there's just a whole lot of differences that our kids are gonna exemplify. And it's tough.
0: Yeah. You know, um, before you go, Jeff, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I think this is something we're going to keep interacting with as we talk about parenting at each stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you mentioned, it wasn't something that just went away. Mm -hmm. It it didn't just go away after they reached a certain age Mm -hmm. or a certain level of Mm -hmm. responsiveness. But there's that battle of seeing your reflection Mm -hmm. in your children. Mm -hmm. And how how do we deal with just wanting them to perform, right? The moralism versus encouraging gracious responses, growing in the Lord. And that battle, I think every single parent faces that. depending on the the level that they do, that's going to be a personal thing. But I don't think that there's one parent who doesn't struggle with that. And I think if they try to say that they don't struggle with that, they're probably not telling the truth Mm -hmm. because all of us see our little mini me's in our kids. And when they do well, we take on all the encouragement. And when they don't do well, all the discouragement of what Mm -hmm. did I do? How did Mm -hmm. I fail? This reflects on Mm -hmm. me. And setting the course is important in those early years but maintaining it's not just mm-hmm. okay, we conquer it and it's over. Right, right. It's being vigilant mm-hmm. every every step of the way. And I'm I'm really glad that you mentioned even though it's still a struggle, you're fighting mm-hmm. to love them well and to encourage them. Well, mm-hmm. And that's an encouragement, I think, that every parent listening to this can take away. It's not necessarily that we conquer every single besetting sin that we have or right. uh, even in, insufficiency in, mm. in our Christian walk, but it's that we're striving to be faithful. And if we recognize a weakness, dealing with that weakness regularly, man, that's the best thing right. that we can do right. in a way that pleases and honors the Lord. So I'm really glad that you brought that one up because I do think that every parent deals with that at some to some degree. Yeah. It's
1: hard, yeah. Just a quick caveat, our kids were not awful. So, because um, I know they'll listen to this and they'll go, wait, what? They were not off, they were not selling drugs on the street corner no, at age no. three.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but no, they had their moments, you know, in the market where they might embarrass you mm-hmm. or say something to another adult or unkind to another child or something like that. And and those or are those moments. disrespect
2: grandma. Disrespect, yeah, oh. exactly. Yeah. That one hurts, yeah.
1: Those things are going to happen for sure. But listen, it, it's a good thing. I, I want to say this. It's a good thing to teach your kids to be respectful. It's a mm-hmm. good thing to teach them um, you know, to honor the Lord and the way they, they, they deal with other kids and things of that nature. What Tanny's talking about, yeah, it comes back to the heart issue for the parent, which is the issue. So we, so we want to we train, absolutely yeah. want to train, but we want to train with the right goal of mind, and that's to honor the Lord and to shepherd their heart through those issues, right? right. Okay, good. Uh, but just that, that caveat, our kids were great. I love you guys. Okay, um, I would say in terms of uh, yeah, learning learning as a parent, it's an ongoing process. It it never stops. And for me, the biggest mistake I made actually has more to do with our marriage, Hmm. Um, because my my, so I so I was learning how to be a husband, and then we got pregnant, and then I had to go through another learning process of how to be a dad and how to be a good husband while being a dad. And that's a process as well. So I think early on, the biggest mistake I made was thinking more in so in such traditional roles that my job was to be spiritual leader, provider, protector. That's it. And so um, I don't think I was I, I don't I don't think I was as active in, in parenting early on, and I mm. had to grow into that role. And I put too much weight on Tanya doing that while I was out there, you know, fighting the battles in the corporate right, world, right. right, long hours, etc. So it wasn't as practically helpful as I could have been. And I had to grow and I had to change that. And, and the big the big thing that helped me in that process was our small group at church. Mm-hmm. As I'm talking to other dads and I'm hearing mm-hmm. mentors talk about mm-hmm. what it means to be a father and a mm-hmm. husband. So those church relationships were, were really the vehicle that helped me to grow in that. And then good communication with my wife.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, I'm really glad that you mentioned the the life on life part with others. And I know over the years, you've mentioned, you guys have mentioned that group a lot. Yeah. That it was very helpful, sanctifying, Mm -hmm. beneficial. And that's the blessing of growing up with other believers, whether they're in the same demographic or close enough Right, uh, is having that life on life opportunity where you're talking about the struggles, Mm -hmm. talking about, wow, you know, my child, you know, did this incredibly disobedient thing. And you have the other dad or mom saying, yeah, mine did that too. You know, last Mm -hmm. week or two weeks ago, how did you deal with it? Well, here's what we did. How did you deal with it? And now they're sharing Mm -hmm. how they tried to put faith to work and maybe they failed miserably, but they learned from it. Or Mm -hmm. maybe they did a good job, but the kid responded terribly. Right. Either way, that interaction can be a great blessing. And the more that those happen, uh, that gives more of an opportunity to both live life on life and and the blessing of practicing one another's, but then also to pursue holiness and faithfulness better. We're better together when we share the experiences that we're growing from and learning from. So I love that you guys Mm -hmm. always mention that. There's a blessing in our local church, particularly particularly, uh, with the age demographic of Mm -hmm. many of our parents, having kids in similar age ranges, school ages. Um, well, I guess mostly not school ages. They're pre school age. Preschool, right. Uh, but there's a lot uh, of families that are in the same boat. Mm-hmm. There's so much commonality right. that's faced. Mm-hmm. Um, man, we're really blessed. But with that commonality, there's the double edged sword of everyone thinks that they're right. And hence, the reason for us doing this podcast to try to be a blessing is we want to provide a perspective and some conversation points that would help to remind all of us. There's a reason why I'm not answering all these questions. (laughs) Help to remind all of us that we are a work in progress. Yeah, We're growing and there's so much to learn and sometimes really helpful to take a step back. And I want the listeners to hear this, to take a step back and to consider the life and the testimony of those who have walked before you. And Mm -hmm. to be blessed by that. So with that being said, let Mm -hmm. me ask the next question, which is, I think, a very important one. Looking back at those early years uh, when your children are very young uh, and you think about like that parent group that you guys were a part of, the small group. Do you think that parents in those early years when their kids are really young, do you think they balance that dynamic of loving and prioritizing their marriage as much as they ought to?
2: That's a really good question. Um, <clears throat> and I want to say a blanket answer of no. But I know that there are, that's a blanket answer. And so there are exceptions and there are some families that are probably doing a great job with this. Um, but as a whole, I think... We don't um, prioritize our marriage strongly enough. Um, kids are overwhelming. They exhaust yeah. you. They are very demanding, mm-hmm. much more demanding than you realize. And they're so cute and innocent looking when they're making those demands that you just, look. It you know, just your yeah. heart. Yeah, and there's just something to it, literally a biological, physical change that takes place in a mom's heart once she has a child. Right. It's just. Phenomenal, the way God does that, um, and for me personally, um, this was hard because I had the right mindset, but in practicality, it was a little bit hard. And I am going to use a weird analogy, but um, I came from the workforce; I was a working person when I met Jeff, um, so you know, financially independent and all of that. Um, and I had very high, what I believe to be a high work ethic. Um, I just really valued jobs and making money and being successful. So when I got married, I kind of viewed that as a job. Mm. I was being tasked with this responsibility. I wanted to do well. I didn't want to just do well. I wanted to do the very best that I could do. I would take continuing education courses if they were offered. I would, um, you know, want, Periodic performance reviews to make sure I was doing it right, you know, <laughs> and I was willing to do all of that for nothing, actually. Um, but I just really wanted to succeed in my marriage. I wanted to work really, really mm-hmm. hard at it, and we did. Um, and it was it wasn't always easy, but we we worked on it, and I felt like we had a good marriage. <clears throat> then kids come along, I saw that as a job. I have this responsibility. I mean, I was taught that over and over and over again. This is your responsibility. God's entrusting you with this child, and he—it's perfect for you. That was God's voice, and you have to take (laughs) care of this child. You know, so I was like, "Oh, I've got another job here. All right, so I'm going to take classes, and I'm going to talk to other moms, and I'm going to do my very best to make sure I get balanced meals, and I'm gonna, you know, make sure I breastfeed, and all these things. I'm the job, 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 and what I tended to forget was that I didn't have a new job. I had responsibilities that were added Mm. to my existing job, which was to be a wife. That was the job that I signed up and said, I do too. Mm -hmm. And then God said, in that place, I'm gonna task you with this. And you guys can do this together. And I believe that you can do it. I'm gonna give you tools and I'm gonna give you other things. But my original job is still the foundation of where I'm employed, so to speak, and where everything comes from. So it's it's very challenging. it's a very, very hard um, to keep that balance where the marriage is the first priority because parenting sucks the life out of you mm. and the children are demanding and your husband isn't as demanding. So to be able to say, honey, you cook your own meal tonight. <laughs> I can't get to it. He can do that where the kids can't if you don't pull that off. Yeah. So it, it, it's very hard to keep that perspective in your head when you feel like this is the pull that needs me and this is the one that doesn't need me We have that backwards. And that is really where the enemy, I think, can get a foothold very easily. It starts in our minds, in our mindset towards those things. um, And we really have to work hard to reverse that. And if you as a mom are listening to this and you're not sure if your priorities are right um, or if you're prioritizing your marriage correctly, ask your spouse. Mm. They know. They can tell you. And, And hopefully he says, honey, nope. We haven't been doing a great job with that. Let's have grace and patience with one another, but let's set some goals to try to get back to that place where we not only do prioritize mentally, but we physically show that priority to our children. Yeah. Um, we talked about this in a previous episode of, of having date nights and having mm-hmm. your kids know why you are taking that date night and how you are going. You are modeling that for your children. So it starts in our minds and our mindset. Um, but I think as a whole, we haven't, we haven't done a good job of keeping those priorities where they should be.
0: Yeah yeah, I love that you mentioned encouraging the the wife, typically the one who's staying at home with the kids uh, to ask their husband first. Now, the encouragement for the wife in this is to be humble, to seek mm-hmm. to seek that that information, right? The observation from your spouse uh, because you don't want to have you don't want to be waiting for them to tell you. You don't want you don't want to be waiting for the husband to just say, "Wife, this isn't going well." Right. <laughs> it would be better to start with, "Hey, let me let me ask and inquire," and then husbands. The the challenge for you is to be gentle. Mm-hmm. The challenge for the husband is to remember your your wife, especially if she her full time job, as you mentioned it, is to be a wife and to be a mother and to take care of these very needy, demanding young little people uh, that are that are so dynamic and fun at one moment and so frustrating and difficult mm-hmm. the next moment. Mm-hmm. So, husbands, be very gentle and be patient with your wife and be be a helper to Mm -hmm. your wife to pursue a better dynamic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because chances are it's not the wife's fault any more than it's the husband's fault. Mm -hmm. It's a mutual difficulty of balancing the work, the life, the, the church involvement, the activities, all the things but all of it in a way to glorify God. So I love that you're encouraging whether it's the mom and and dads think about this too, going to your spouse and saying, "Are we balancing things well and if not, can we work towards something better?" That's the posture that right. every believer really should have in humility. Right,
2: right. And yeah, humility is key. Even going back to what you were talking about before as far as working with talking with other parents, if if we don't have the attitude of humility, we can't receive admonishment, encouragement, ideas, Change of you know a, of a different opinion. We can't accept any of that if we are. I got it all together, you know. Yeah. And we all know behind the scenes we don't have it all yeah. together. But when we put that out there, we're off-putting to the people who are trying to help us and encourage us. And it's the same thing with this: is if your spouse says, "I don't feel like our marriage is a priority in your heart," you have to be humble enough to say, "Okay, I apologize for that." And what can we do to improve upon that? Um, and it feels like. a little bit like a failure for a wife to be able to say, I can't, I can't do all this. Um, Early on when our kids were little, I asked Jeff, can we get a cleaning person? Mm -hmm. That it, 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 it feels like a failure that I can't get that, but that's just something that weighs on me that I think if I took that off of my plate, it would really make a huge difference mm-hmm. for me. And it did. I mean, that was eight to 10 hours in a week that he gifted me by doing that. And so for most of my married life, I've worked and I've always thought I would much rather work eight hours somewhere else and pay somebody to clean my house <laughs> than do, spend that time in my home cleaning. It's just not something I enjoyed and it didn't you know, establish my worth or value. as a wife or a mom, but it was just something that I couldn't keep up with everything. Um, And I've I've even had friends who have said to their parents, look at, you want to help us? You always offer to do things? Paying somebody to come clean my house once a month would be really a blessing to me. Mm. And there are parents that are willing to help with that type of stuff or saying, hey, mom, can you take the kids overnight once a month or once Mm. a week or whatever just to give it? I mean, it's okay to ask for those helps. People want to give that to you. and It doesn't mean that you're a failure or that you're less of anything. Um, Accept that and be willing to ask for that and be practical in that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, asking for help is really, really, really important. Listen, very few young young parents have this nailed down, so Mm -hmm. it's a learning process. It's Mm -hmm. something we grow in, and there is truth to the stereotypes. Look, we're we're idle factories, our hearts, and men can idolize their their jobs or Mm -hmm. careers, and women can idolize their children, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so we just have to be aware of that. But going back to Genesis two, remembering that that that. When Adam was incomplete, God gave him a woman, not a woman and children. Right, right. Right? So that was the original. (laughs) That'll preach. That was the (laughs) original relationship. That one fleshness was the core. Yeah. And and Cain and Abel were a blessing in addition to it, but Mm -hmm. it didn't change the one fleshness. So that's got to be the priority. And communication, you guys just mentioned it, huge to be able to sit down without the kids crawling on you and just have that face-to-face and say, how are we doing how can I how can I do it better? How can I help you more? Having those open lines of communication, being honest with each other, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Those things are really, really important. And I love the idea of, yeah, you've got to find wise ways, ways to get away. Mm-hmm. To get sitters, yeah. to have parents come in, ask other young couples to share yeah. babysitting, take an overnight. I see too many moms that say, I'm not ready to go go away and leave my child. But you gotta find you gotta find trusted people. That you can leave them overnight to get away with your husband. Yes, right? let me
0: jump on that thought. You might have more to share, but let me jump on that okay. one real quick because that there's there's the dynamic of maybe we don't know who could do it. Which you guys are mentioning. Mm-hmm. Hey, ask you know, ask a grandparent, ask yeah. a trusted uh, friend. You know that could do that. But then there's also the danger that parents can have. If you just mentioned it. Of well, I just don't trust anyone. Right. And Mm. that also reveals potential idolatry. correct? Uh, Because, and this is something I have to deal with, like when I travel, for example, if I'm 10,000 miles away, is God less sovereign over my family when I'm further away than when I'm here? Mm. And it pains my heart, almost to the point of tears at times when I'm far away and something hard is going on. And yet I have to remember, but God is sovereign. Yeah. And in the same way, and I'm not comparing myself to a mother here, just to be really clear. <laughs> but in the same way, if if a mother's struggling with letting their child go for one evening, or you know, and now maybe it's not an overnight, maybe it's just the one evening, that is a great opportunity to say, Ooh, there's a red flag here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sure. need to check in this check engine light. Something's going on where I'm valuing every single second so much but I can't pursue what you just talked about, Jeff, the one flesh, the marriage relationship that was instituted before children. Mm -hmm. And that's, I would just caution any parent out there, just to be mindful in these early years, especially to check your heart if you're valuing your child so much that you might be overlooking that first love, which Mm -hmm. is supposed to be your spouse. Correct. And I'm not speaking of first love and the context right. of revelation uh, okay yes we can get to that another time <laughs> uh, but the emphasis of the marriage relationship and and I love what you guys shared was there anything else you wanted to share on no, that no, i that kind was of jumped great. on that That's one fantastic. i wanted to ask you guys this what habits or principles would you encourage young parents specifically to pursue that could be difficult things that you're like ah this was painful to do but i know i needed to do it
2: well, <clears throat> we've talked about some of these in the past, um, uh, specifically daily time with Jesus. Boy, that's hard when the parents, when the babies mm-hmm. are little, yeah. it's really, really hard. Um, but that has to be such a high priority that it's a non-negotiable. It has to happen at some some way. It doesn't always have to look exactly the same, but it has to be there. Um, and date nights, we talked about that before. Um, but one thing that I... We haven't mentioned before that I thought I'm going to throw this out there is that I think um, it would be very beneficial to a young set of set of parents um, to uh, go to summer camp. Oh,
0: yeah! <laughs> let's let's hear this one.
2: I, I I don't know about you, but I was blessed to grow grow up going to summer camps. Mm. Um, My church, we always go to these summer camps. And I had some of the greatest memories and experiences in summer camps. And they were almost always a real spiritual high for me. Um, And I look back on it now and I think, okay, why was that? why was, you know, the mountaintop experience that I had, why was that? It was predominantly because I was away from my normal routine, got to go to a fun place. I was surrounded myself with my friends. I was with them, but we got to study the word, listen to a speaker, dig in, do small groups, pray, time to confess. All of that was kind of Compacted into this week of summer camp. And it was just really life changing. Um, And I always walked away um, feeling, you know, convicted, feeling renewed, feeling, you know, like new determination that this was going to be better. I was going to change that. And so it was really just a good concentrated time in my life spiritually every year. And I did it, I don't know how many summers. Um, So I think that when you are a parent, especially of littles, it's it like I said before. It sucks the life out of you, mm-hmm. and very little thought is given to your own self soul care. You don't ha- you barely have time to do anything, um, and so the idea of going to summer camp with your spouse is something that came to me today. I thought, how cool would it be if once a year you took a full day or maybe a weekend away? and just went away from the kids by yourselves with the intent purpose of working on your marriage and mm. working on your parenting and dealing with it with the Lord going and having a time of prayer together and study the God's word maybe you bring a book that's talking about spiritual truths that and do a personal inventory where are you what sins are you really still battling how are you doing with prioritizing you know do, does your spouse see that you're being faithful are you um you, you need admonishment? Do you need encouragement in a certain way? What things can change? Goal setting, all of those things. I think it would be phenomenal to be able to come back from that and say, okay, all right. You know, we've got our batteries recharged, mm. but it, it's intentional. It's like, it's. You know, you've got to set that time aside and look for it. And most of us would think, "Oh, we're going to vacation. We're going to go to Disneyland with the kids or whatever." Yeah. Instead of saying, "Hey, we're going to take some time just for us and look yeah. at it like summer camp and and it should be or fun just a, retreat, you, a yeah, retreat. Yeah, like a retreat. Yeah, yeah. a very um, purposeful. Yes, yeah, with yeah. very purposeful intent about looking at um, the things that you need to get improve a, upon. Get a in cabin in
1: Big Bear and just get away the yeah. two of you. Yeah. 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 But and you, take an overnight. Yeah, ask that's yeah. the grants. Yeah, grands to right. yeah. Watch but it's not
2: kids. just you know go to the movies and I hang out. You hey, know, well, when are we when are we about, doing that? Let's go do yeah, that. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we've never gone to summer camp together. That would be so <laughs>
1: fun. All right, that's it. I'm making it happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that's that. great. Listen, I would obviously in terms of doing hard things with little, go back to the discipline podcast we did a few weeks mm. ago. That is essential. Uh, biblical discipline is huge, but. The other thing that I would say, because I know we're running out of time here, is um, this is going to sound really simple. Getting to church, staying involved in body life Yeah, is hard when you have littles. Mm-hmm. But listen, I'm, I'm going to say something difficult here, and I'm probably going to make some people angry. <laughs> I've seen many times uh, young parents use their kids as excuses, excuses not to be involved in body life, right? I'm, I'm not going to come to member meeting uh, can't make it on Sunday morning. Can't be a part of a small group. Basically, we just check out for three years because it's hard. Mm-hmm. And and there's nothing in the Bible that says you have a responsibility to pursue God to worship Him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But when you have Except, kids, yeah. when you have kids, then you get a pass. Um, you won't find that anywhere in the Bible. So. Instead, would, you hear instruct your children in the way they should yes. go, and raise them up yes. in the way they
0: should go, and write these things yes. on the doorposts, and instruct them as you get. And yeah, you're right. setting you're mm-hmm. setting
1: a pattern, right. and 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 it's easy to fall into lazy patterns. Mm-hmm. You, and you're setting a pattern for your kids, and then at some point you're just going to one day wake up, and the alarm's going to go off, and you need to go back to your life of worshiping God. It doesn't usually happen it doesn't work that, that way. way. And and kids notice things very early on. So I know it's hard, but you got to find ways to find that, that biblical balance to say, I'm not going to allow this addition to my marriage, which is a beautiful addition. We love it. It's from the Lord. I'm not going to allow that to get in the way of my worship.
0: Amen. I love that you guys are, are emphasizing kind of two sides of the same coin. You know, Jeff, you're talking about the regular norm of being committed to life in the local church. And yep. our church is firmly committed to that. Uh, every elder with that firm conviction, every deacon with a firm conviction, we pray every member with the same firm conviction uh, that we would be people who live life together in the norm. And then Tanya, kind of the, the other side of that coin, which is also so important that we're not just resting, you know, to get away from work. We are resting so that we can do all of the work or really mm-hmm. what God has for us, this side of mm-hmm. glory, ultimately to his glory. Mm-hmm. That if we're not intentional with that time, mm-hmm. then doing the Disneyland's, doing all those things, they're also very exhausting, for mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. parents know that. Or if they haven't learned it, they will learn that. Vacations are exhausting with kids, um, but also it doesn't prepare our heart right, so that we can come back and be ready for what God has for us. Whether that's a new school year, whether that's the middle of the school year, um, that's something that, so my wife has fought for that. I know I'm not supposed to be sharing on this, this is you guys, but my wife has fought for us to do those retreats regularly. That's good. And to my shame, I don't always take the opportunity, but she's persistent and I'm so grateful that she is because when we do those, oh my goodness, coming back, now we're more unified. Right. We're ready right. to take on whatever season God has for us. Mm-hmm. It, it changes everything by having that intentionality of talking about the hard things, working through them and trying to get on the same page. That is not time that is poorly spent. That is time right. that is worth right. its weight in gold.
2: Right, right. Amen. Yeah, and going back to the humility thing that we touched on before, if you really wanna be brave and you really wanna do something hard, Before you go to summer camp, approach an older couple and say, What do you see we need to work on?
0: Mm, But Mm. now you have to be in a relationship with people. Yes, that's true. Mm. (laughs) So
2: that they can speak helpfully. Which means you got to be
0: involved on Sunday mornings. Body life. And embody life so that people actually know you and they can speak into your life. So those all feed into each other. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yep. 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 That's good. Okay. Well, as we wrap up here, uh, and I know this one's a little longer, but it's a ben- it's a benefit and a blessing because it's the end of the series. One to give you guys the opportunity to share any final thoughts about parenting in the early years and so remember we're really focusing in right before the kids get to school. So these are those toddler years and the preschool years or you know preschool without school uh, but those years before they get to the school age. what are any final thoughts you guys want to share with parents?
2: actually, I had this fun thought this past week and I'm so excited that you asked this question because I thought this is the perfect time to share that. Um, but first, I just wanted to remind all the parents that are listening that you are in this for the long game. Mm. This is not a sprint. Yeah, It's not a sprint till they get walk into kindergarten. <laughs> no, it's not like, <laughs> just gotta get till that point. Um, you really, um, the Lord has entrusted you with a lifelong journey. And this and parenting is the long game. So you have to sometimes step back a little bit and think about the long game. And just like anything, if you were in a, a job, if you were in a, you know training for a sport, you have a goal that's set and you need to try to strategically figure out how do we get to that goal. And with parenting, it's so easy to get burdened and, and kind of swamped with the minutia of the day-to-day that the long game or the end goal can get lost in all of that. And so my thought was um, to kind of, Um, as parents, this was was my idea, was if you were to sit down and talk together as a couple and say, what are 12 traits that we really want to instill in our children? Whether that be fruits of the spirit or character traits or um, different things in their life like that. And if you were to say, okay, we're going to take one month out of every year. So let's say January is going to be on honesty. We want to teach truthfulness and honesty. So your kid is one, your kid is two, your kid is three. So you're talking about age appropriate things that you can deal with, but you can you think about it as a couple and say, okay, over the month of January, we are going to hit truthfulness hard. We're just, we're going to bring it up all the time. We're going to talk about it. We're going to watch shows about it. We're going to read books about it. We're going to talk about Bible characters who lied and what happened. We talk about what how the Lord views lying. We can talk about all of those things. Why do we do that? And what comes from it? And how sin brings lies and how we multiply that? We can keep doing that. We can do it when they're one and two and three. It will look different than when they're five and six and seven, but we can do it during that time and teach them that way and then the next year, we come back to January and we're doing truthfulness again. Now they're a little bit older. So the, tr- the lessons and the examples and stories are a little bit different, but we can add to that. And you think about that. If you did that, when your child goes off to college, you would have spent 18 full months mm. teaching your child how to be truthful and why that's important. So I think that sometimes with parenting, with kids, especially with littles, we parent on the fly. Hmm. As the things come up, we think, oh, organically, I'm going to be able to teach my child about <laughs> truthfulness. When they lie, we'll have a lesson prepared. And it doesn't <laughs> happen that way. It it's does like, not. and And so if you are not intentional about your teaching, it's going to be gone. Your time is going to be gone. And you're going to be, oh my goodness, they're in school. And now for eight hours out of the day, the prime, somebody else is teaching them. I should have been teaching them. So we can do it, it's modifies, it changes as they go along. But if we can be intentional about that character trait building on a calendar schedule, I think it would actually give parents some real direction Mm -hmm. on things. Um, And boy, I think it would be cool to see the fruits of that over the years when kids go, here we go, we're going to talk about this again, you know, but yeah, this is the month of that. And just have the kids know that that's coming and regular would be a really cool thing.
0: I love that idea. That's awesome. Maybe we'll have to do something with it at the church level. We'll see. You got got my wheels spinning over here. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I was thinking
2: about like We could connect acorns to it and we could connect home devotions to it. I mean, there's a lot of things we could do. Church, okay,
1: church sounds like we got to start planning for next know, year, huh? I know, exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and you know what? It would be really cool if all the parents were doing it at the same time, the same traits at the same time. It would be. That would be yeah. very helpful. So the kids are friends. even talking yep. about the same yep. thing. Yep. Yep. you're yeah. at the playground, you're, you know, both parents are talking about it. That would be kind of fun. Okay, well,
0: let's not sprint with this idea yet, but okay. I, I think we have some <laughs> items to talk about for our, our planning for this upcoming year. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, pretty good. Yeah, stay I tuned.
1: <laughs> no, I, I would just add real quick that, uh, look, um, life is seasons, Ecclesiastes, right? And you have little ones right now. And if you are sprinting just to get them to school, you're missing out on some of the joys. Mm. So don't don't just constantly be pining away for the next season. Enjoy the blessings of this season. It changes. Sometimes it gets easier. Sometimes it gets harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but enjoy the season you're in and the blessing that those kids are and, and, and parent them biblically.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, I'm so grateful for you guys. I've been able to walk, you know, just behind you kind of watching your footsteps for the last 15-ish years uh, since your kids were pre-teens and then In teens youth group. and then youth group all of that, you. right? Yeah. Go, growing up through those yeah. ages. And it's a blessing to not only have seen those years and, and to watch how you guys parented during that time, but to see... I kind of came in to, to view that on the heels of many of those years of investment and those years that we're talking about mm. right now, those early years. Uh, and so for the listeners, just to to encourage you, I've seen the consistency but with Jeff, with Tanya, with Dave, who's been sitting here as well, uh, talking about parenting seen the consistency of life and testimony. And i it's already been a blessing for me without the podcast. It's been a grace for me to sit here and to listen to you guys talk about things that you've learned it you know, over time and the reflection time and now as grandparents mm. and be able to see. And so I pray listeners, as you're hearing these encouragements that you would, you would do something with them that you would take it, and whether you wrestle with the idea or whether you affirm and say, I'm gonna put this into practice, you do something with it, but don't just be passive. Don't just hear these things and say, Oh, well, that was a great episode. Let me move on. Right. Do something with it. Mm-hmm. As a young parent, do something. The years will fly by. They will. Amen. And you won't be able to remember what happened in those early years. But if you are faithful, each and every day you have the opportunity like tanya just said to look back 18 years later and say by the grace of god they are what they are i am what i am and god will do what mm-hmm. he wants to right. but i've sought to be faithful right right yep. that's the that's the right. goal at the end of all of that yep. so i'm really grateful for you guys spending the time Talking about these things, uh, sharing honestly about you know the ups and the downs mm-hmm. and everything in between, and I know there's so many more stories you guys can tell. So oh, yeah. you know, parents in our church, you know, like they've invited the questions. <laughs> so you guys should go, you know, invite them out to dinner. Let them be your dinner date when you guys go. <laughs> we'll take that exactly. You know, uh, you guys can share your your ideas for the for the family camp. Mm-hmm. You know, you can give them give them ideas, yep. give them a reflection. Uh, Well, great. So thankful for you guys joining us here. Uh, Listeners, we pray this conversation has helped you to renew your minds and reform your hearts. Lord willing, we'll see you next time on The Thinking Tree.